Oh, guys, it is so nice to be here and again to see so many new faces. Um, and I am so happy to bring um, a word that I've been just, that God's been speaking to me the last couple of days. Um, I was actually, Carl, Carl, we actually, um, we actually have a, um, a roaster which, which, which I was actually supposed to preach last Sunday and, or next Sunday. And, um, and Carl sort of um, phoned me at the beginning of this week and said, Warren, we're swapping over. You're ministering today. I'm like, okay. I'm like thinking, oh, well, you know, like, I, I, I normally it takes me two weeks to sort of ponder on things and ask God, you know, what, what are you saying? What are you saying to us as individuals? What are you saying to us as the church? And, um, yo, and it was like, Within a, within a couple of minutes, it was like, you know, I, I know my memory started going and just thinking about the things that God has been doing in this church over the last couple of weeks has just been incredible. And um, listen, I, know, I don't want to dive straight in. I want to do something which is quite, I see quite prophetic. I am different to the, to the other elders. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, I, I'm going to just do what I feel that God is saying. Um, to us, and um, it's within the theme of what's been going on here this morning. So um, I'm going to ask that you all look around. You all look around. Just turn around, look around, see the people sitting here. These are the people that God's brought in. Now I'm going to give you three to five minutes, and I want you to See a person that you've not yet said hello to this morning, that you've not yet acknowledged this morning. And I want you to go to them and tell them, introduce yourself and tell them that they are meant to be here this morning. Okay, three to five minutes, go. <laughs> Okay, guys, are you nearly done? When you finish, you can make your way to the to your seats. Wow, that's so good. Okay, let's grab our seats. Okay, so was that good for some of you? I can imagine. Was that liberating? It's awesome. I, I know the, 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 the introverts will be looking at me now going, 
this is so difficult to go up and speak to people and meet new people. The extroverts, however, on the other hand, those guys are running in there. They would have, Lizelle, did you say hello to about six people? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. You know, the most, the most important commodity in church is the person sitting next to you. So, so important. And what a privilege it is to be loved by our Father. And it is so important to celebrate those that the Father brings into church. Amen? Do you agree with me? Awesome. I felt, as I was saying earlier, I felt um, over the part when Carl asked me to, to bring the word, I felt like, you know, what am I going to bring, Lord? And I'm just sitting and thinking and wondering, and God takes me through all the, all the words that have been spoken over the last couple of weeks, like I said earlier on. And I'm, and I'm seeing the things that we were doing as a church, as his beloved. The, the, the times we got together, and I think it was last week we got together there at the river, baptizing three young men, seeing them die to themselves. <laughs> and um, the excitement of family coming together. And just embracing that moment just is beyond me. You know, the times that, um, that Lucas and Tarin came forward and we dedicated their child. You know, um, that time, oh, Zoe, Zoe's looking at me. That, it, it was just incredible how the church stood beside you guys and just loved you guys, you know. That sense of acceptance, uh, that sense of being a part, of honoring. These are kingdom values that we mustn't look, look at lightly. Um, the, the sense of seeing a loved one pass, you know, and standing by that family that lost their child. Um, we had a, a, a memorial service that evening. It was last Sunday. And how the church came behind this family and loved them and mourned with them. This is, this is kingdom. This is what Christ is wanting. Uh, it's a living organism. It, you know, the church is so, it's, it's full of life. I, I, what I saw was the spirit of love move amongst us. I saw unity. I saw, uh, you know, the family working together and standing together. I saw a healthy display of the beloved, the church in action, just doing life together. I saw the kingdom of God just being released amongst us. And this is what I want to share very shortly today. I don't have a long message. I just want to share very shortly that God wants me to focus on the kingdom, seeking his kingdom first. You know, the, just looking and doing a bit of cross-referencing, the, the kingdom of God is, is mentioned more than 80 times in the New Testament. And when you look at the teachings of Jesus, it always revolves or, or, or revolves around the kingdom of God, you know. Um, in, in, oh man, I just, sorry. The, when you look at the teachings of Jesus, it always revolves around the kingdom of God. And the phrase, the kingdom of God, appears 53 times in the New Testament Gospels. And amongst those... It is always on the lips of Jesus. The synonymous phrase, the kingdom of heaven, appears 32 times in the gospel of Matthew. And through, throughout the accounts of Jesus' ministry, 
he's always, again, speaking about the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is the sovereignty of God and his rule and reign over all his creation. In Matthew 6, verses 9 to 13, I don't know if you want to pop that on there. It's the Lord's Prayer. I want to quickly read that for us. I might be reading out of a, a different translation, but just bear with me. You'll get the crux of what Jesus, uh, what the prayer is about. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil, from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We can see in the scripture that, that there's two accounts. There's reference made to two accounts of the kingdom of God. Amen. So, and God has a kingdom, and he reigns over it. And he rules over it. Um, for me, <laughs> for me, there is such a close synergy between the kingdom of God and family. Us sitting here. To me, the kingdom of God is like a relational community, because our Father is relational. It's a group of people who live under the dominion of God. And his kingdom works differently than this, than the earth does. It's totally different. One actually starts to live when one dies. Amen? When one lays their lives down for others. When one is dying to, 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 their, to yourself. They, they, oh, man. Sorry, it's going all wrong here today. So the kingdom of God is all, uh, works differently. Um, one actually starts to live by dying to yourself. Where one lays their lives down for others. Where one receives by giving. And where one is exalted when one humbles themselves. That's the kingdom. That's how the kingdom of God works. So I'm <laughs> So this is totally different to the world that we are living in now. Where things are all about... Me, myself, and I. You know, it's, it's a selfish world. It's a, it's a world that always focuses on us. And this is not the heart of the Father for us. You know, the heart of the Father is for every believer, everyone sitting here to be knitted into family and to, and to be celebrated and empowered and not just be left out. There was a gentleman standing down there and he thought he couldn't be a part of this a part of this service and it was just so nice to go and see him and he was like going i just want to come and hear what god is going to say here today and we just invited him up and i'm thinking he's sitting at the back there somewhere so what i'm trying to say is we need to this is kingdom this is kingdom this is what it's about you know don't everyone is valued God is, is wanting to do incredible things with you sitting here. 
and using you to advance his kingdom. The heart of the Father for every believer is to know who they are in Christ, irrespective of race and color, you know, um, and to live from that place of sonship, living as sons and daughters of the Most High. The heart of the Father for, for every believer is to know that he created them for a purpose and a plan, that he has destined great things for them. Do you believe that? That's my question. Do you actually believe that? Matthew 3, well, Matthew 6, 33. I want to read this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. But seek ye first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Guys, why are we so worried about all the materialistic things in life? Why are we worried about the stuff, the things that can just clutter us down? Why are we worried about the car that we drive, the clothes that we wear, the food that we eat, the houses that we, that we live in? These are things that just pull us down. There is so much more in life than those things. So pursuing his kingdom first and his righteousness. Pursuing his righteousness means that we become a work in progress. It's perfected through time and through our obedience to him. You guys understand that? Our focus needs to be recalibrated. And this is where I feel the words that are coming out here today sort of ties in with, with this message to a certain degree. But I really do feel that God is wanting to recalibrate, refocus our eyes, sort of start uh, drawing us to him. Start, we need to start looking to him as our source. We need to turn our eyes back to the Father who provides all our needs. We have become so focused on prioritizing our careers and for some of us, the pressures of providing for ourselves has had an overwhelming effect and has pulled us into a lonely pit of tiredness and depression. And that's what you were doing this morning when we prayed over these people. It, 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 this is what God is saying to us as, as a church today. We need to start looking out for these things. We need to start refocusing and putting our attentions back to God. You guys okay? <laughs> and guys, listen, I'm, I'm not saying, please hear my heart. I'm not saying that we cannot do well in our careers. I'm not saying that we should feel bad about earning a big salary or um but what i am saying is that when god has blessed you with an incredible career and you're earning a huge salary just make sure your priorities are right just make sure it's kingdom focused it has an eternal value amen i 
I, I, I was, I, I'm going to stand here and say that I was a full-on material. I was so materialistic before I met Christ. I had friends that were, were very, very wealthy, millionaires. And I remember as even, even as school kids, they were the inheritance that they were stepped into very early. And um, how these guys just wasted money. And, but when I was in their circles, I desired that. I found myself wanting that. My, my goal in life was to become a millionaire at the age of 20. That's all I wanted. I wanted we would, when I was in friendship rings, it was all about talking about the, the fast cars, the sports cars, the, man, did you see that a beautiful house? You know, where we can make more money. It was all driven by that thing called materialism. My focus was totally off balance until I got invited to a, to a men's breakfast at a church. And I called myself a Christian. I called myself a Christian, but I had these things in me. And I went to this men's breakfast, and the guest speaker started speaking. This gentleman called Tim Salmon. And um, he was an incredible man. He was sharing about how he got saved and how he got drawn into church and how he started advancing God's kingdom and how his priorities as a businessman changed. And God had blessed him with a, with a couple of vehicles, and his prized vehicle was a Mercedes-Benz. And every Sunday after church, he would go and clean this Mercedes-Benz, and his neighbor would come out the house and come stand next to him, and they would talk and engage. And the neighbor would say, yesterday, the lack of God used to work. And he would go, yeah, I know, God has blessed me, you know, and he's washing his car, looking after his car. And God started speaking to him and said to him, Tim, I want you to bless your neighbor with his car. And he said, no, Lord. <laughs> this is my blessing. This is my blessing. This is your blessing to me. You know, I'm looking after it. I'm cleaning it. And, and he said, Tim, I want you to give this car to, to your neighbor. And he said, wow. Next Sunday went past, and he's cleaning his car. His neighbor comes out again, and they talk, and he's hearing it again. He says, no, Lord. The third week comes by, and, and he hears it again. Give your car to your neighbor. And he said, no, Lord, I can't. And um, he walked into the house, and he, and he remembered saying, Lord, I'll, I'll tell you what. You tell the neighbor to come into my house, not on a Sunday, and tell me that they are willing to purchase my car, and then I'll give it to them. Who knows? We don't make deals with God. Hey? The next week, he had a knock on the door. The neighbor was there. And the neighbor said to him, listen, I've been thinking, Tim, if you ever sell your car, please give me first options. Well, he, he walked straight to, the, he walked straight to the, where his keys were picked up the keys, and he gave the car away, and he said, I want to bless you. And the guy just broke down in tears. What I'm saying is that our priorities have to be right. You know, the, the influence that God has given you, the blessing that God has given you, your priorities need to be focused on kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, 
and all these things will follow. And that is pretty much my message. That's all I have. Does this hit any chords? Who has been feeling the pressures of the world? I've been feeling tremendous pressures over the last few months. All because of work. All because of putting food on the table. And God is teaching me how to prioritize my time with him. How to turn my affections back to him. Because that's where he wants us. When we're so focused with this thing here and bringing in the money, there's an imbalance happening. And God is bringing us back to that place of relationship. He's bringing us back to that place of seeking first his kingdom. Our gets, oh man, we're the two families. We had an incredible time last night. Um, yuck. Your family, man, Mornay, your family, guys, we had them over for supper last night. And we were, there was a moment in that supper when we, sorry, I wasn't making the poiki. Yuck was teaching me how to make the poiki. And it was an incredible poiki. But what I'm saying is there was a moment in time where we were sitting outside next to the fire and the, the smells of the food. Christians love eating. The smells of the food. You know, and Yak doing his thing and Mourner giving commentary. <laughs> that sense of the ladies coming to sit around the table and we all talking, we're all engaging, we're all honoring each other. The kids that were sitting on the grass engaging with one another. You're painting and talking, engaging. There was a sense of honor, a sense of, of kingdom right there. And, and this is what I believe God is wanting us to enter into as a church, corporately, is to do family together, is to love and to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will follow. And I know when you do that, when you have that priority in place, I will tell you now that the favor of God will come upon you like never before. He will give you favor with your degree. He will open up the right jobs. He will do this because he wants us to excel and do the best that we can possibly be. When the favor of God rests upon a person, doors will open that no man can open. So I want to encourage you. Prioritize. Prioritize what is important in your life. Assess where you're at in the season of your life. Start turning your, your focus back to Jesus, back to the Lord. Let it be kingdom. Everything needs to be kingdom. I stand here and I'm looking at you and I just love you guys so much because I know that God has placed you in the seat and he values each and every one so much. You are not here but but by just chance. You are here because God has brought you. I've seen people sit here for the second time. In fact, I, I, I feel like I have a word. Do you mind? That gentleman sitting there with the long hair. You look so cool, man. <laughs> what What is your name? Etienne. 
I have met you last, last week. And I do feel that God has got a, an incredible plan and purpose for your life. And at times you might be thinking, Lord, what now? Where are you taking? What are you doing with me and with, with my family? God is saying that he's got a plan and purpose for you. And he's brought you here for a season. And as you stay knitted in, as you stay in a place of safety, he will start revealing the next season of your life. I really feel that. And I just want to encourage you in that. Okay, I see the spirit of God also rest upon you. And there's favor on your life also. So just rest in that. I want to encourage you just to start seeking him more for your future, for the things. Because I feel like there's destiny that's going to start aligning in this next season for your life. Okay. And then I have another couple that's been burning in my heart. And that couple over there, again, I met you a couple of weeks ago. Would you guys stand, in fact? I'm going to ask that. I know I asked Joshua to maybe bring his guitar and sing over people, but let's, let's carry on with the momentum here. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think if the girls could just turn around. Can we get a couple of guys around them? We're going to start laying hands on people. Because I really feel that we need to activate things. You know, these are so, you guys are so precious. Do you realize that, that you're meant to be here? Do you realize that? Is it resonating in your heart? You are meant to be here. Don't take it lightly. I see that God's going to raise you up to be mighty leaders in your community. And you will carry a message that will go surpass what you're understanding, what you, what you want to do, you're going to carry a message of love and of peace to your community that is going to break some tremendous walls. You're going to gain some tremendous traction. You come from Kayamandi, yeah? That's what I feel. There's going to be major, major traction. Kingdom being advanced in Kayamandi. And do not belittle yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hearing now. You might be belittling yourself and say, Lord, I don't know. I don't even know how to talk properly to people. God is going to give you the words to speak. He's going to give you the love to, to, to embrace people and to invite people into your home. And they are going to be changed. Kingdom is going to be advanced. So I want to just encourage you guys, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making yourself available. Keep positioning yourself that God can use you in incredible ways. He wants to. He desires to use you. Okay. I just want to jump on that. Can the guy Monday people just quickly stand up? People that's from Kaimandi. Rudy, can you come? I've been I've been uh, for a while. We've been chatting it actually from the beginning of the year that this there is something that we feel like God wants to break open in Kaimandi. Right, and so I'm going to ask Rudy. He's actually leading a com in Kaimandi. I'm going to ask him just. We just. Uh, uh, he's he's part of a com in Kaimandi. Soon, soon. <laughs> I'm probably. <laughs> Yeah, Lord, just thank you so much for um, yeah, what you are doing in Kayamandi and for your heart 
towards the people in Kayamali. Thank you, Lord, that you have knitted them in the family and that you have great, great plans and purposes on their lives. Thank you, Lord, for the, for the ground that we are gaining in Kayamandi, Lord. And it's really, it's just because of you, your goodness, your power, Father. And just to see you working, Father, has been so, so encouraging. I want to pray, Father, for, for further favor. And um, yeah, just for ground to be gained, Father, for your kingdom. May our hearts really burn, Father, for your kingdom to come and to rise up in Kayamandi, Father. We want to break down generational curses in Kayamandi, Father. We want to see Jesus proclaimed on the streets of Kayamandi, Father. I pray, Father, right now, Father, for hearts to turn to you, Father. For sons, Father, to be, to be raised up in Kayamandi. For leaders to be raised up, Father. For communities to be changed, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are faithful to, to finish the work that you've started, Lord. And, um, yeah, we, 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 we trust you, Father. For more, Father, and for increasing, Father, in Kayamandi. Thank you so much, God. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm, I'm not going to be long, but I do have another two words that I want to share. Um, and your mother, does that, that looks like your mother. Yeah, what, what, what was your name? What was your name? Fritzi. Uh, Fritzi, I, I, I am just seeing the tremendous love that the Father has for you. Sure, okay, I'll amper, I'll take to Sababa. Forgive me. But I do, I do see that you're coming into a season of experiencing God's love in ways that you've never experienced before. And I feel that he's going to crack open some heart issues there because he wants your heart. That's where he, that's where he, that's where he enters. This is from that place, not from this place. And, and I feel that you're going to be a mother to many. I feel that you're going to love those around you and bring them into your home and just talk with them and love them. And they're going to feel the presence of God. And because of what the time that you're spending with God, I, see, I, I just see the presence of God resting and abiding in your home. And um, these young women are going to want to come in. They're going to want to... I want to go and spend time with you because the presence of God is with you and in your home. I just feel that. I really feel, I feel it's a hard thing that God's going to do. And it's going to be a season of exponential growth. And he's pulling you into purpose. Um, don't think that um, you're just the person who's going to sit in a pew. Don't think that. You're very valuable to him. And he loves you so much. Okay. And the things that, is, that you've gone through, and the seasons and the hardships of things that you might have gone through, God says, as you just keep your eyes focused on him, there's going to be a sense of all those things are not even going to be, not even going to be worries anymore, but a sense of love, 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 love. I don't know if that resonates. Okay. And yeah, um, I think I, I'm going to end it there. I did have one more, but I'm going to I'm going to end it there because I don't want to start making up things. Yeah. yeah. Sure. No, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna I think I'm just gonna let it resonate with everyone. But guys, thank you so much. I I I just felt I needed to bring you that simple word. And if you leave here, if it's anything that you've got to remember. 
It's just this one thing. It's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will follow. Amen.